Welcome back to another edition of the Goose is Loose podcast. It is Wednesday, December 19th, uh, and let's just jump right into it. Um, This could be the last episode of 2018. I am kind of figuring out the logistics for how much, how long this episode is going to run, how much time I have to upload, blah, 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 a bunch of boring technological stuff that uh, nobody really cares about or understands, myself included. Um... But yeah, this could be the last episode of 2018. I am flying back home for Christmas this Friday, the 21st, coming back the day after Christmas, which I believe is Wednesday, the 26th, maybe. Um, so I'm getting back Wednesday night. You might get an episode Wednesday night, maybe not, depending on upload time. Uh, that's where we're at. Um I got a lot to get to this episode. Um, I'm going to touch on the Panthers and Cam Newton and kind of uh, put some closure on this season, Uh, disappointing season, obviously. Uh, I'm going to answer some mailbag questions. I'm going to give the tease from last episode, my top 10 movies of all time. And then uh, past guest, uh, good friend Levy Poole has sent a reply to my moon theory last week. Um, Again, one of the only contributors of the pod, he, on his own, uh, I believe he recorded in his car on I-90, said he had no notes, blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to throw that in at the end. I did just listen to it. I believe it's a couple minutes long. Um, So I'm going to, like I said, I'll do the Panthers talk, the Cam talk, a quick mailbag, top 10 movies. I'll throw Levy's in there, and I'm going to rebut again what he said um, after his portion is included in the episode. Um, It would be much easier if I could just have a conversation with him. Um, That's 2019 goals, though, so we'll get there next year. Um, Yeah, 2019, the year of the TGIL, a lot of guests. We're going to get it up and running, no time limits, all that stuff. Um, But let me just kind of start with what has been a disappointing Carolina Panthers season. The Panthers just lost to the uh, New Orleans Saints on Monday night. It was a disappointing loss. Um, Cam sucked. Offense sucked in general. Um, it was kind of a nice cherry on top for the season they've had. I'm going to lose a ton of money on them in futures. I had a couple NFC South uh, bets for them to win the NFC South, to win the NFC Championship, the Super Bowl. Over eight and a half wins. Um that's going to suck when the season ends and I have to cash those out, uh, not cash them out, pay them out. Um, yeah, it's going to suck. It, it all really started when uh, Cam had shoulder surgery uh, March 2017 on his rotator cuff. I believe the initial shoulder uh, injury came from like a Redskins game that year. Um, regardless, uh, he looked fine last season. Um, he looked pretty good at the beginning of this year. I actually thought he looked great the first couple weeks. Um, then it was around, I want to say either it was Baltimore or Tampa Bay. He, he must have taken a hit, and it, it clearly has affected um, his shoulder and his throwing motion and the rest of the season. Um, you know, I applaud him for playing through it. Uh, this is not an excuse because if you're on the field, whether you're hurt or not, it's not an excuse. You're either hurt and you're not playing or you're on the field and there's no excuses. Um, he has pretty much sucked since then, uh, since that Tampa Bay, Baltimore, I believe it was like week six, week seven ish, uh, week, uh, I was like week eight, week, week, week eight, week nine ish, um, I mean, if you look at his numbers, they're, they're still pretty good. But if you're just watching the way he's throwing the ball, I mean, he's missing guys. It's 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 unlike him. Uh, it sucks. I mean, it sucks. Cam's my guy. I'm a Panthers fan. Um, 
and you don't want to be in quarterback purgatory. So a lot of uh, people have floated a lot of things my way regarding Cam and a lot of derogatory things. He's stuck, blah, 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 blah. Um, I even got floated Cam to the Giants. As the Giants need Cam. Cam, Odell, and Saquon. That's too much drip. Uh, but the, the Panthers aren't getting rid of Cam, and let me tell you why. Um, the reason they have Cam was a miracle. Um, before Cam, they were in quarterback purgatory where um, they had a nice run with Jake DeLome, and then he threw five interceptions against the Cardinals in the 2008 playoffs. And ever since that game, um, they've never really had a quarterback. Uh, they've been uh, some names that I remember. Brian St. Pierre. I thought Matt Moore was going to be the future. I thought Jimmy Clausen was going to be the future. Jimmy Clausen was like the best high school quarterback of all time, and the guy never panned out in the pros. Um, but yeah, basically, you just don't want to be in quarterback purgatory where you don't have a starting quarterback. Uh, so the Panthers, uh, they sucked. Um, they went like 2-14, and 14 and they got the number one pick. It was the year Andrew Luck was a junior. Um, I loved Andrew Luck. I thought he was going to be a Panther. I was so happy. And then uh, he tucked his tail between his legs and went back to college like an idiot because he didn't want to play in Carolina. And it seemed obvious that the Panthers were going to take Cam Newton. Uh, a guy I watched a lot in at Auburn, that uh, Auburn versus uh, Alabama, I believe it was the SEC championship, was one of the best college football games I ever watched. Uh, Julio and Cam going back and forth down the field was incredible. Um, but I wasn't actually a big Cam fan in college. I didn't think he was going to pan out in the pros. Um, so I was a little, I wasn't thrilled to take him number one. Uh, that being said, that for, he took the, he took the NFL by storm his rookie year. Um, and I, I admitted I was wrong and I was officially on the cam bandwagon from that rookie year on. Uh, since then, the Panthers are not in quarterback purgatory, most importantly, um, but they've been to a Super Bowl and they've been to the playoffs four times. Uh, four times in the last like seven or eight years. I mean, that's pretty good for a guy that had to come to a team that was the worst in the league, two and 14. A lot of people want to compare him to Russell Wilson. Um, and, and I think the biggest evidence of the differences in these two guys is Russell Wilson was drafted not in the first round by a team that was already great and made them better. Congrats. Russell Wilson is terrific. Cam Newton went to a team that is two and 14 that has been around since 1995 i'm older than the panthers and he's completely turned around i mean no matter what you want to say i mean you can throw all the hate he can't throw he's inaccurate fine i mean but he he's won them games i mean there's no question he's turned the program around and the panthers would be foolish to get rid of him um like I said, the, that quarterback purgatory is nowhere you want to be. Brian St. Pierre, Matt Moore, Vinny Testaverde, Chris Winkie. Who else was there? Derek Anderson. I guess he was after that. But Rodney Pete, that might have even been in that era. I mean, there were some bad, bad quarterbacks. So once you get your hands on a quarterback, you don't want to get rid of him. And that's why the Panthers uh, won't be moving on from Cam. Uh, I did predict they would shut after that loss to the Saints, and they're basically out of the playoffs. Um, I knew they would shut him down because he's obviously hurt. Um, but there's no plans for the Panthers to move him. I would be shocked. I would be pissed. Um, unless you're going to be able to get like an Andrew Luck type in return, a guy that can you know come in and start right away. It's just really not worth it. Um, so that's where we're at. Uh, Cam is done for the year. It was a disappointing year. The Panthers are done for the year. It was disappointing. Um, 
yeah, that's kind of the sad portion of the podcast, uh, putting a uh, some closure on the 2018-2019 Carolina Panthers season. All right, we're going to move on to the mailbag a little bit uh, happier times here. Um, I got a couple questions. Jason Sherwood, what are your thoughts on the Robbie Ray trade rumors? Uh, I didn't know there was Robbie Ray trade rumors. Uh, I am a big Robbie Ray guy. Shout out Harry from AAO. Put me on him. Um, Robbie Ray was a pitcher. I, I don't know. Um, maybe he goes to the Yankees, I think I heard, actually. What are the chances of a TGIL mood tube crossover? Low. Very low. Uh Next anonymous mailbag question. Is James Harden's step back a travel? Uh, Yes. I mean, I'm pretty sure the refs admitted to the one the other night. Um, That one was certainly, certainly a travel. Uh, In general, I mean, if you get, it's only a travel unless the refs call it. I'm not a a big stickler on travels in the NBA. If it's entertaining, let's keep watching. Uh, Two more from anonymous, two good ones. Damn, I didn't really. I saw these the other day when they came in, but I didn't really put much thought into this one. If you could draft Curry or Giannis right now for your future NBA team, who would you pick? Um, I mean, there's no question right now. If it was one season this year, and I'm doing a fantasy draft, I'd rather have Curry. Uh, I guess if I'm picking for a future NBA team, I'll take the Greek freak who's like 20 years old and has a whole future ahead of him. Um, and then you can just put shooting around him. Uh, I love Curry. I think he's phenomenal. I think he's one of the three best players in the NBA. Um, I think if you traded Kemba for Steph Curry right now, I don't know if the Hornets are going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, and the same thing, I mean, if you trade uh, Kemba for Giannis, I'm not sure the Hornets are going to the uh, NBA Finals. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. Um, this is a tough one. Uh, I, yeah, I would definitely lean Giannis more just because of the age and, and all the freakish things he's able to do. Uh, and the last question, again, a little bit more lighthearted. I like this one. Would you rather go to the rest of your life without wearing socks or without wearing underwear? Uh, it's an easy one to me. Uh, I would, no question, I, I can't, I have to wear underwear. I mean, that's just, you got to wear underwear. Uh, but I, in the summertime, I got foot powder. I don't wear socks that much in the summer. So I would definitely go without socks the rest of my life rather than uh, no underwear. That's crazy talk. Uh, so keep sending questions into the mailbag, um, sports-related, non-sports-related, whatever you want, uh, TGIL at LevyPool.com. Um, and, yeah, let me just give you these top ten movies quick. I know I, I don't know how long I'm running on the episode. Uh, let me give you a quick little uh, key into podcasting uh, i record my podcast on GarageBand via my macbook and while you're recording i'm watching these lines move and you can see my voice go up and down and stuff like that you can see all the levels and stuff but it doesn't tell you how long it's going it just gives me these numbers at the top that don't coordinate to seconds so i'm at 340 341 342 i have no idea how many minutes that is uh it does not equal 340 seconds or whatnot so all right uh without further ado my top 10 movies of all time in no particular order in no particular order um this is a tough one um but here we go uh, Wolf of Wall Street, I mentioned my favorite movie of all time that's easily in it. Uh, Saving Silverman, those are one, two, I'll give you that. Uh, three through ten are out of order, but one, two, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, Saving Silverman. Um, Big Daddy, Hardball, and Mystic River, I would put in like a tier below those. Those are my next three favorites. Um, Space Jam, Jackie Brown, Big Daddy. 
all fucking terrific movies. Uh, the Departed, Meet the Parents, Lucky Number Slevin. Lucky Number Slevin. Uh, I believe that was 10. Um, if not, let me know. I'm sure somebody will. Uh, and without further ado, I'm going to give you Levy's little history lesson here. Um, him coming back at my moon thoughts, and then I'll chirp, uh, I'll, I'll chirp back in at the end and rebuttal, and then we'll, we'll see you next week or maybe next year. All right, here's Levy. Yo, Chris Levy here, jumping in on the Goose's Loose. Have to discuss one of Goose's somewhat crazy comments last week on the episode that got a lot of attention from the listeners. This was in regards to the moon landing. First of all, glad that Goose isn't a conspiracy theorist and thinks that we didn't land on the moon because it's pretty evident that we did. Um, But he did have a fair comment. Why did we go? I think it was six times in three years and then haven't been back since. You know, it's a fair, fair comment. I get it. Understand it. You got to understand the history of going to the moon in the first place to understand why that happened. And then I'm going to spit some facts for you, Goose, to help you understand why we went back and why we haven't gone back since. So the whole point of going to the moon was this whole big space race. and Who's going to be the first one to get there between us and Russia and really just about showing our dominance in the world and in the scientific community that we could la- uh, launch a rocket land on the moon, which, you know, is crazy feat in and of itself just to get out of Earth's atmosphere and get through the gravity and then make a soft landing on the moon where you have humans that are able to stay alive and then relaunch from the moon and come back into Earth. Incredible feat in and of itself. So one of the reasons why we went there and, you know, sure we went there again and, you know, then we did up coming back is the pure cost of it. Obviously, it cost millions upon millions of dollars to come up with the technology and do all this stuff. So that's that. The fact that we won the space race and got there first kind of solidified us in the world um, as, you know, ranking number one, and that's why we call ourselves the most powerful nation on our, and in the world um, because of that. The other thing is we were able to accomplish what we went there to do. We went back to accomplish other things. So one of the things on three other missions of the six that we went back and did was they put these reflectors on the moon. So if you are looking at you know the moon through a telescope and whatnot, you'll see a light reflection. And that, frankly, is A, proving that we did actually land on the moon. Um, and B, is used for different types of exploration and you know understanding where the moon is at, learning from it in terms of tides and, um, you know, atmospheric pressure and all these other crazy things. So we're utilizing those things. We had to go back to the moon, land a person on the moon to put those things in place to be able to continue to research and whatnot. Um, so I think that's a big reason why we went there, went back multiple times. Like I said, there's three of these on the moon in three different spots. We've landed in different spots on the moon every time. It's not like, oh, every time we you know land in the same spot, we're going back to where we've already been. We went to different parts of the moon, obviously. It's a pretty big freaking planet or structure, whatever you call it. So we explored different places on the moon, you know, and then we kind of figured out, hey, we've gotten all that we can do here. There's not much more that having a person on the moon is going to do. We can do the bulk of our research and exploration with unmanned um, 
spacecrafts that are going up there into the atmosphere and learning about things and didn't need to risk human lives or pay the extensive amount of money and research into sending people up there. So I think those are all pretty good reasons as to why we went to the moon, why we went back multiple times, and why we haven't gone since. Hopefully this answers Goose's question and he can, you know, lay off that a little bit. Every explanation that we gave him, he seemed to not believe or have some type of counter-argument or say that we didn't answer his question. Hopefully a little bit of this research helps him understand it and, you know, he won't be such of a uh, conspiracy theorist anymore. We'll see about that. Thank you for listening. Peace. All right, nice little history lesson there from Levypool. Um, first, I'm going to just kind of, I listened to it briefly. I wrote some things down. I 100% wholeheartedly agree. Incredible feat. So we're on the same page there. Um, number two, I think the only real explanation he gave for the uh, six times we went back in three years was that three of those trips we put these reflectors on the moon, um, which is the best theory or explanation I've received yet, so appreciated there. Um, I guess my counter or devil's advocate to that would be these reflectors. Um, I mean, I guess we're just going to call them reflectors, whatever the hell that means. Are they battery operated? Like, we know they're still good 40 years later. Um, you know, I got fire alarms that don't last over a year. My controller, my Xbox controller batteries don't last six months. But you're telling me these uh, reflectors that were made in 1970 are still lasting 40 years later, um, I guess. Uh, and I guess another thing to kind of... I'm not trying to be the hot take. I am real. I genuinely do not understand this moon thing. I, I somebody kind of questioned me. I think if we went to the moon six times in the last 40 years, which we have, but we went once every 10 years, I would be a lot less skeptical. I'm a lot more skeptical with all the money and all the resources we spent to go three times in six years, and it hasn't been updated since. Thank you to Levy for the rebuttal. I'm sorry that wasn't a conversation. We will be back in 2019. That is uh, the December 19th episode of TGIL. Peace!